You're listening to Speaking to Influence, communication secrets of the C-suite. Do you want to speak with confidence and authority, have more influence, and get bigger and better results? Whether you're a top executive, an entrepreneur, or climbing the career ladder, this is the show for you. A leader who wants to inspire others and leave a lasting legacy. Now here's your host, world-renowned TEDx speaker, author, and executive communication coach, Dr. Laura Sokola. Welcome to the podcast, Speaking to Influence, Communication Secrets of the C-Suite. I'm Dr. Laura Sokola, your host, founder of Vocal Impact Productions, and author of Speaking to Influence, Mastering Your Leadership Voice. Lots of people tell me that they want to be on more podcasts, but they're intimidated by the prospect of it. So one recent guest here on the Speaking to Influence podcast even told me, you know what, Laura, I'm totally fine on stage talking to 25,000 people, but this is my first podcast and my stomach is in knots. That's why I personally always set up a prep call with the guests because talking to them ahead of time for me is crucial. And I generally insist on it, frankly, even if they swear that they're seasoned podcast guests and speakers, I tend to ask people questions that typically they haven't been asked before. And I also know what makes the difference between a good guest and a great guest. Ergo, the difference between what makes a good show and a great show. So I want to help make sure that my guests represent themselves and their organizations the best way possible, while still providing my guests, my audience, excuse me, the specific value that I know that they're looking for. It's crucial to me that every guest is totally thrilled with his or her own final product in the end. Now, after we've finished the recording itself, we do a debrief and inevitably, they tell me how glad they are that they took the time to do the prep call with me first and how much better they realize the interview was overall, especially how much happier they are with their own answers as a result. Other hosts may do prep calls differently or they may not do prep calls at all, which is fine. They have their own different shows and objectives. And I've also frankly heard guests tell tell stories of, of prep calls for other shows that were a total waste of time to them. I can't speak for those hosts. But what I can do today is to share some of the guidance that I offer my own guests to help them go from just sharing knowledge and experience to becoming a charismatic storyteller who people genuinely want to listen to and enjoy the experience in the process for both of them, for the speaker and for the listener. So today, that's what I'm going to share. Here's my top five tips for being an amazing podcast guest. First, angle is everything. Do your due diligence. Don't just look at the general topic. Look at the real focus of the show. Listen to an episode or two before your interview. What do the listeners really want to know? What is the host really asking for? And what kind of advice are they seeking from you? So for example, let's say that you own a restaurant. Is that particular show, that host, that audience, looking for you to share insights about the restaurant industry? Do they want information about your personal backstory, your career trajectory and expertise? Do they want to know the specifics about how you built your business? Or maybe they're more interested in your perspective on what it's like to be a woman or a minority business owner or a veteran business owner in that industry. Please make sure that you are focusing on the content they want the most. My show Speaking to Influence is about the role of communication as an essential leadership skill, period. My guests' stories need to offer a takeaway 
or a learning point that supports that target. I don't want you to get bogged down in telling me all about details of the newest tax laws that have come out and why that's important to people out there in general. My people are not interested in that. Or if they are, frankly, they might reach out to you afterwards, but the vast majority of my listeners don't want that information from this show. As a host, it's painful when the guest spends too much time bogged down in the details about the history of the industry, the kinds of products they sell, that kind of stuff. Just yawn. My audience doesn't care about that, even though others might. So if you do that, at best, as the host, I have to keep redirecting the conversation to get you to give me something that I can use. And frankly, that creates a lot of editing work for me after the recording is done because I want to cut out all the extra, i.e. less interesting per my audience's focus, the less interesting stuff. Or at worst, I feel like I have to keep trying to get you to answer the core question, but you keep missing the point. And when that happens, then I eventually have to just abandon the question and move on, at which point it's still a lot of editing because I'm cutting stuff out and it's a waste of time because I've ended up now omitting the question entirely from the final episode. So there's nothing to show for the effort. And even if I'm not doing the the editing myself, I have a team who does the post-production work. That's still not the point. There's still nothing more frustrating than putting all this effort into creating a great experience and a great product only to feel like you as the the guest hijacked the conversation and then i as the uh, as the host don't love my own product or you as the guest really aren't thrilled with your final product your performance that brings us to number 2 not just the content but the tone is crucial be conversational remember that in a podcast no one is required to listen to you right People are tuning in because they like the host, they like the show topic, and they want to know how you as a guest are going to add value to it. But if you don't, they're going to turn you off because, frankly, you've turned them off first. I always like to tell my guests that our conversation needs to pass what I call the barstool test, meaning we should sound like we're just two old friends sitting at the bar during happy hour, we're chatting, we're sharing stories, we're catching up, and the listener should just feel like they're sitting a couple of bar stools over, kind of eavesdropping on the conversation. They happen to overhear part of it, and they're just intrigued enough to keep listening. They're enjoying the conversation. Think about what kind of conversation would have that magnetic kind of draw. Have fun with it. It's not about, well, okay, I'm the expert, and so I have to be very serious and very professional and very, I mean, don't be unprofessional in the inappropriate sense, but it's, again, a fun conversation. If you enjoy talking to me and having fun with me, they will enjoy listening to you. So in an effort to be conversational, that brings us to point number three, which is do not script your answers. Some shows like mine typically have a standard flow of questions that they ask each guest. Now, mine has evolved over the years, and often, depending on who the guest is, I I will modify them, I'll I'll customize them accordingly, but there's still a general trend. And if we do have flows of the show like that, usually the host will tell you in advance what those questions are so that you can think about your answers. But you know what? If not, again, you can always go back and listen to a couple of episodes from the past, the recent past, ideally, beforehand to get the gist of what the host is really looking for. But the kiss of death is when the guest has gone 
way beyond just jotting down some key points to jog their own memories and end up virtually scripting the whole thing. No matter how casually you write as a guest, trust me when I tell you it is not truly representative of the way that you actually speak. So whether you're trying to memorize it or worse, read it aloud, you're going to end up sounding stilted, robotic, and most likely like a fifth grader reading his What I Did on My Summer Vacation essay. In other words, you will not sound warm. You will not be charismatic. You will not be relatable or engaging. Definitely not barstool test worthy. Not worth listening to. Next, what is worth listening to is stories. When in doubt, tell a story. Stories serve two purposes, both in podcasts and in otherwise. Number one, they're far more engaging than just giving an explanation, and they're far more compelling as a means of teaching a lesson than straightforward lecturing. Now, that might sound a little bit backwards, but work with me here. If you want to give somebody advice for them to follow, share the story about how you learned the lesson for yourself. Tell the story in the first person using the word I. Tell it from your own perspective, from your own experience. If it's a positive experience with a positive outcome and a positive benefit to you, then the audience is going to think, ooh, I want that to happen to me too. Or if it's a negative lesson resulting in some pain point, the audience is going to listen to your experience, what happened to you, and think to themselves, ugh, I don't want that to happen to me. I better avoid his misstep. So I'm going to say it again. Tell the story in first person. Use lots of I's and we's and they's if you're talking about the other person who's in the story, but stay away from the word you, using lots of you references. For uh, If you're talking to the host, you can refer to them as you, but not in your story. For example, a lot of people's default mode is simply to say something like, well, if you want to land a client, you can't just go in there and talk their ear off. Even if you're sharing what you think is great information, you have to listen to them and see what they might need and want first, or you might miss important cues, at which point they'll think that you're not a good fit for them, even if you actually are. You, you, you. It's rhetorical. It's generic. So people tune it out. But what if I gave the same advice like this? So a few years ago, I wanted to land this major client. But when we met, I just talked too much instead of listening. And when I finally came up for air, they shared some additional information with me that made me realize that in spite of everything that I'd said, I totally left out what was most important to them. But by then, the damage was done, and they'd already made up their minds that I wasn't a good fit for their needs. It's different, isn't it? When you speak in the first person, people hear the word I and naturally associate it with themselves. They see themselves in that role. Your testimonial serves as a case study. They listen and they make the connection between what happened to you and what they do or don't want to happen for themselves. Conversely, and perhaps counterintuitively, when you try to teach a lesson by directly telling them what to do, saying things like, you should do this, you shouldn't do that, you want to do this, you don't want to do that. They just think to themselves, yeah, 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 whatever. Don't tell me what to do. Or just, I know, I know, I know. Stories make it stick. Finally, point number five, get to the point. So whether or not you tell stories, whether you're trying to give an explanation, tell a story or otherwise, you still have to know what your main point is. At some point, you have to boil it all down and give them a key takeaway. If possible, give them a soundbite. Soundbites are great. 
a nice, pithy little 10 to 15 second phrase that's easy to process and remember, something they'll, that'll stick with them. Don't tangent all over the place in a story and share your entire life story and every success, uh, an award that you've won, every experience that you've had, and all of your knowledge and expertise at once. Don't do a huge brain dump on the audience. Figure out what's most important to make that point and give them one or at most two examples to illustrate that point. Don't meander all over the place. Don't get lost in the weeds and make sure that your key point is crystal clear in the end. Now, one thing that's helpful is to discuss with the host in advance how long the whole show is supposed to be, how long the interview will last, and how many questions they usually ask in the process. Then do the math. So if my show is around a half an hour, give or take, and I've got about 10 questions, then that boils down to about three minutes per question. Or not. Because that doesn't actually take into account my intro and my sign-off and the time it takes me to ask the questions to tee them up, plus any additional comments or extemporaneous questions I might interject here and there. Because I like to banter with my guests. I like to have it back and forth. Remember, conversation, not just, okay, ready, lob question one, you answer it, check. I lob question two, you answer it, check. That's not what I'm doing. It's conversation. So when you really factor all of that in, let's call it more like two minutes per answer. So that changes things now, doesn't it? Can you make your key point to a question in under two minutes? Frankly, the answer needs to be yes. If you do, and the host wants more details, trust me, we will ask you for it. I often will listen to something a guest says and then say, oh, you know what? That reminds me of this, or that brings up a really interesting point. Let's dig a little deeper there. Now, maybe I'll jump ahead later on, and if we spend 10 minutes going down the rabbit hole on one question, I may skip two or three questions later on to make up for the time, but that's my prerogative. And I want you to just roll with it with me. Again, why scripting doesn't work because then I can't go down my rabbit hole or I do, and then you can't follow me well. We want to make sure that you're consistent in your engagement in the conversation. Okay. So all that to be said, something you also want to bear in mind just in the end, is to remember that hosts talk to each other and often make referrals. So I might reach out to somebody and say, hey, I have a great guest for you. Or they could reach out to me and say, hey, Laura, I saw that you had person X on your show. How was he? Do you think he'd be a good fit for mine? Believe me when I tell you, nothing makes us happier than to be able to say, yes, this person was an awesome guest. You should definitely have them on your show. I'm happy to make an introduction. Now, remember also that these tips today were framed in the context of how to be an awesome podcast guest, but really they're applicable for any engagement, a networking event, a business pitch, a presentation, a client meeting. What were those topics again? What were those five key points? Number one, stay focused on the core angle or issue. Number two, be conversational about it. Engage with them. Remember my three C's? Command the room, connect with the audience, close the deal. That's being conversational in part. Number three, be prepared but not scripted. Number four, tell stories to illustrate points. And number five, get to the point. All of those always matter in any context. Great podcast guest skills are great leadership communication skills, period. That's speaking to influence. So with that, I want to thank you all once again for tuning in. 
Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And please give us a five-star rating on iTunes so we can help even more people increase their confidence, presence, and influence. And finally, if you want to download my free guide to equipment recommendations for virtual influence, including my picks for microphones, lights, and more, go to speakingtoinfluence.com. I'm Dr. Laura Sokola, and you're listening to Speaking to Influence, communication secrets of the C-suite. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Laura Sokola, and I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Speaking to Influence podcast. If you love listening to these episodes as much as I love bringing them to you, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please go to iTunes right now to rate and review our podcast in order to help us expand our reach so even more people can master the three C's to command the room, connect with the audience, and close the deal. Thanks for listening to Speaking to Influence, Communication Secrets of the C-Suite, the show for leaders who want to speak with impact. The hosts, producers, owners, and media distributors of the show make no guarantees that the strategies and information discussed will result in profit or other success and may result in losses. The opinions and statements of the hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the owners, staff, managers, broadcasters, or sponsors of the show. No medical or psychological therapy or personal or professional wellness or relationship advice is offered in the show. You are advised to seek counsel on matters related to your health, family, relationships, job, or other business and legal matters from licensed advisors in those areas prior to making any changes in business or lifestyle. No information provided may be suitable in your situation. As always, take responsibility for the decisions and actions you take, including the reactions they may make in your work, family, health, and life.